You're about to listen to Tadpog. Tyler and Dave play old games. It's a comedy video game podcast. We would like to stress that the hosts are not experts and are really just very crass commentators. Seriously, this is an explicit podcast that happens to talk about video games sometimes. So please enjoy this pretty okay podcast with Tyler and Dave. Hello, Internet, and welcome to another Tadpog podcast. It's a show that happens twice a week where two old guys play some really old games. Really old games. Not super old. Eh, it's, I mean, it's not like we're playing Go. It's a whole, like, it's a, it was a whole Nicole Nance ago. Yeah. Yeah, we are playing a game today that was, came out before Nicole was mm-hmm. born. So that's, yay. That's our, that's our unit of retro gaming per Nicole Nance. <laughs> BN. It came out half a Nicole ago, or a, a Nicole and a half ago. <laughs> it's like carbon dating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but let's see, this week, it's Original Flavor Wednesday, so we're playing down through Digital Trends Top 25 Sega Genesis games. This week, we are on 12? Sure. I know the game. I don't know the answer to that question. Yeah. Well, it's Fatal Fury. Yeah, that's yeah. the game. Fatal Fury. It's 12 or 13. Something like probably, that. Probably 12. Yeah, I think so. I feel like it is. It's weird because we did Kid Chameleon, and then because Kid Chameleon's a Genesis game, it like messed up my, it corrupted my data, <laughs> my spreadsheet I've got in my mind, where it's like, oh, wait, which one are we on? Yeah, it's 12 or 13. Yeah, it's fine. You can go, I mean, if you really, if you're interested, you can just look it up. It's fine. Yeah, we'll have a link to that in the show notes <laughs> or not. <laughs> uh, but before we get to all that, I'm your Baird host, Tyler. And there's there's a big Manila envelope over there. Yeah, this is from uh, Shadowrunner. Ah, Cody Stinson. Let's see here. I try not to bend that fucker up because it looks like there's some paper in there. Uh, yeah. I didn't know. I, I think, think I did a I did a pretty good job. Yeah, it's a Shadowrun mod. I don't know. Maybe so I think my, it might be like a Shadowrun poster. I'm put my money on. Yes. Something Shadowrun related. It has related. to be something Shadowrun. There's a letter that looks all nice and typed up. It is. And you're right. It is a Shadowrun Returns poster. I do like that. Gotta love that game. Yeah, it's a great game. I need to play the rest of them. Because I've only played Shadowrun Returns. I haven't played Dragonfall or Boston Lockdown. Um, or the Hong Kong one, which I hear is not great. Or do yeah. they have a mix? I think I think Boston Lockdown is made by a different company okay. that did... I got them switched Shutter up. Returns Dragonfall in Hong Kong. But no, that's a very nice poster. I like that very much. I wonder if that I wonder if he Instagram? gifted us his uh Kickstarter reward. Oh. I don't okay, know. let's find out. Melon Farming Tadpog. Was <laughs> 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 cleaning up the man cave and found this Shadowrun Returns poster that I thought you might like to have. Perhaps it will find a place of prominence in the studio. Now that the offering is made, how about a question? Do you recall your first paper RPG characters? My first RPG was TMNT and Other Strangeness, but I never actually played it. Wait, read that again? It was his first RPG that he read, but he never played it? Is that what he said? Your first, let's see. Do you recall your first paper RPG characters? My first RPG was TMNT and Other Strangeness, but I never actually played it. Okay, so I guess that's the first book that he had? Yeah. Because Time Lord Josh Edwards... Uh, I know that's the first RPG that he played. 
oh. which um, I remember because I own those. I own that book, and I've thought about running it before. And when Josh mentioned that he had played it, I was like, oh, well, if I ever run this, I'll make sure to invite <laughs> Josh Edwards. Yeah. And now Cody Stinson. Okay, so let's see. My first paper RPG was my freshman year of college playing D&D 3.0 under Ramon. And my first character, uh, I, I'm not... I don't have a great experience getting attached to evil characters. I think I've only had one evil character that I enjoyed. And but my first evil Jacob Jacob was like, dude, you had to be lawful evil. Everybody else is like good and neutral. You need to be lawful evil. I was like, okay, well, I was very into reading the Dark Tower at the time, so I was like, who's lawful evil to me? Okay, Eldred Jonas, that the racist big, woman. The ra- <laughs> <laughs> Eldred Jonas, the big coffin hunter from uh, the Dark Tower. So I made a character and I named Eldred and loosely based him off Eldred Jonas and the Gunslinger. And we created a sort of a world, his backstory, sort of like a world, sort of like Midworld, but different enough. And uh, Eldred, I had a tough time playing him as evil until I decided, oh, fuck this, I want to be good. He's going he's gonna to change. He's going to see, you know, see the light and became then a, a bunch of like stuff that no one's really going to care about happens. He goes to hell. He becomes a half fiend. He comes back, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he repents, yeah, 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 becomes yeah. a paladin. So he's a paladin gunslinger. It was fun. I enjoy, I miss Eldred. I played him again at the D20 modern equivalent in Jacob's D20 modern game. That was also fun. So it's my first character. Uh, I don't remember the name of mine. That's how into RP I was when I was in sixth grade. Because <laughs> I think we played, um, we graduated from Hero Quest to D and D, and we played Second Edition. And we were all pretty much expected to die. Every like, there was never a campaign campaign that finished because it was just like uh, we all pretty much expected to die the first session, <laughs> which is usually what happened. I know. I remember. I desperately wanted to play something out of the Monster Manual, so I was that. I was that kid. I yeah. never really wanted to play a class or. That's why Savage Species was your favorite three point five book. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't because I had outgrown that. It was a weird book. It is a weird book. <laughs> My first actual character was for Riffs. If you have, if you haven't heard of it, I recommend looking it up. The DM allowed me to play a dragon in human form, piloting a suit of power armor. Nice. It was pretty broken. I have heard of Rifts. I've never <laughs> played it, though. Another guy played a lizard man techno wizard that we called a techno lizard. <laughs> We're some clever motherfuckers, let me tell yeah. you. Some I don't... clever uh, melon farmers. <laughs> Mel- clever melon farmers. <laughs> I don't recall much about the campaign aside from fighting robots and a giant AI brain named Archie. Nice. After that, we played Star Wars, the West End Games version. And guess what I played? I played a Jedi. (laughs) Only thing of note was getting into it with a Wookiee over some tea. (laughs) What really got me into RPGs was D&D 2nd Edition, which I have to thank the Dragonlance novels Mm. for. So good. Read them. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about them. I have too. I haven't read any of them, though. Uh, The Dritz novels. Yeah, I've read everything up until 3.5 kicks in of those. Those are tough for me. I do not enjoy them very much. It's, mm, see, I, I can't make myself pick up any of the new ones. I'm just not interested. When I read them, I feel like I am studying and I'm not actually reading for enjoyment. Okay, that's fair. So that's why, that's why I... I think either you love slowly. Salvatore style or you just yeah. don't. Yeah, I, 
I don't know. He's prolific. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to say anything bad about him yeah. because, like, I like all the fiction that he's created. Like, yeah. I like that a lot. But like, actually reading, actually reading some of his stuff Ooh. is a little difficult <laughs> for me. <laughs> Drow, Drow, so awesome. And EverQuest was there day one. Fondest memories of MMO. Damn, dude. That's yeah. That's some. That's some ground floor. That shit. game is still going on. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why, uh, Grand Mace, Maester Wiley and correspondent Laura. Love EverQuest. Fucking love it. I have the EverQuest RPG somewhere in this house. It's their book, and I somehow ended up with it coming back from DC. Wait, the tabletop RPG? Mm-hmm. There's a tabletop version of EverQuest? Yep. I didn't know that. Yep. Local gaming store had a second edition game going. It was probably three to six months before third edition came out. Traded my original magic cards for the core second ed books. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, okay. This next sentence breaks my nerd heart. Is it because of the value of the books versus the value of the cards? Yes. Yeah, it has to be. <laughs> I had Black Lotus. Damn, dude. Oh, my God. No. I had the mocks and a bunch of other super rare cards that buy today's standards. Yes, I was an idiot. Ooh. I, You know what? Ooh. My heart was broken on the first sentence because it's like <laughs> reading that, I was like, oh, those books are worthless now because mm-hmm. we can buy them on Amazon yeah, or for eBay like, for like a, cu- a couple dollars. Yep. It's just like that kid in high school, I traded... Corner Trigger, uh, what Earthbound, Final Fantasy VI, and something else for his Game Boy Tetris and something else, just because I wanted a Game Boy. Yeah, it's like just, sometimes you just do some dumb shit. I uh, I pawned my saxophone, a very nice Selmer Paris tenor saxophone, in order to buy some shitty third edition books. I remember, I remember this. So that's a huge regret of mine, Cody. So you're not alone. Made a dual wielding human fighter. Because I know making a dual-wielding Dark Elf Ranger might be frowned upon. <laughs> who longed to marry a mermaid. Kid, I would appreciate that story. He ended up dying to a she death loves knight. dual-wielding. She loves, she loves human fighters. <laughs> he ended up dying to a death knight via power word kill in the climactic battle of the campaign. Hmm. The prologue involved him getting rezzed and eventually finding and marrying that mermaid. Anyway, enough about my... Let me tell you about my character. What was yours? Shadow Runner, Cody S. P.S. Oops, I hope we I hope we're allowed to use your last name. <laughs> yeah, I think well we've said it plenty. Of we've times said before. it lots. Yeah. yeah. Well, P.S. While Fifth Ed is great for ease of play, I think Second Ed was the best edition of D and D. Of course you do. It's your first. <laughs> it's your first edition. Yeah, that's but... kind of how I feel about like. Well, once I found Pathfinder, otherwise, like man, I was so disinterested for a long time because I loved 3.0 and 3.5. Like I felt like I was cheating on it to play something else, and I was adamantly opposed to it. I played a lot of stuff, so it's easy for me to switch editions yeah. and stuff. And like, I know for the longest time you were you. I mean, even like Call of Cthulhu, you wouldn't play. Like, I yeah. I remember when you were like, I guess it was after your first Dragon Con or something, and you were like, I'm kind of interested in Call of Cthulhu, and I was like, What? <laughs> you are in, you were interested in Call of Cthulhu? I'm interested in cheating on Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, <laughs> Fifth Edition's great, man. I love Fifth mm-hmm. Edition. I'm not gonna lie. It is my favorite edition of Dungeons and Dragons, and I've played second, three, three point five. I tested fourth edition mm, with enough Ramon, to not like it, and I didn't like it. But fifth edition, man, that's the fucking sweet mm-hmm, spot, mm-hmm. and they are doing it right by not publishing a whole bunch of supplemental text that bloat the game. Yep. I, I hope that they, the moment that they do that is the moment that fifth edition will probably fall from grace as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah I agree. I mean, and it will eventually. I'm sure Green yeah, will sure. eventually take they over. They need money. But, yeah. but like, I hope, I don't know the numbers, but I hope that Wizards 
Hasbro is making enough money off of the adventures that they're publishing. Yeah. Because those come out frequently. I hope those sell well. And I buy those. A lot of them I don't run. I'd buy them think, hoping, <laughs> well, just keep doing this. This is decent content, mm-hmm. and it's not destroying my game. Because that's, that's what true. happened in third and 3.5. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And even Pathfinder. Or Josh's game where he let both 3.5 rules and Pathfinder rules go. Oh, that was broken. Oh, I made We some, were all broken. Oh, I made game. a broken character. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fun. Like, that has its place. But I got it. Like, the older I get, the more I just want some, some like, well-defined structure to work in. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm... I'm loving Fifth Ed. I'm loving your game games. Like it's all it's all been good. It's all been good with Fifth Ed. If I had more time, like I did in college, maybe I would be on board for like a a three point five D and D style edition. Because like I had a lot of time in college and I got a lot of enjoyment pouring over all oh, those yeah. supplements. Huge like stacks upon stacks of we, books of be- just pouring. Between yeah. all of us, we had probably Two to three copies of every Everything. 3.5 book. Yep. I mean, like, we had so many mm-hmm. books. Like, if you pulled all of our players' handbooks together, we probably had, like, 12 of them. Yep. Oh, um, man. I remember those days, like, counting my quarters to buy whatever books were coming out that month. Every month, I spent almost 120 bucks on whatever books were coming out. Yeah, you could easily do that. Ooh. That's depressing to think about because, yep. like we said earlier, you can get those books for really uh-huh, cheap now. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm. But I get it, man. I mean, I think everyone has their favorite edition. Yeah, I think. Well, whatever. Like you have the warm and fuzzies about. Like nostalgia is yeah. a powerful, powerful thing. But see, I can I separate the story from the system. Like I loved the games that you ran in college, and it's like those are very much third edition 3.5 games. Mm-hmm. But I don't love that system as much as I love the story that you told. So like mm. to me, it really doesn't matter what system we play. In fact, I'd kind of rather play a system that like, doesn't get in the way of, of the, story, the story. Which in 3.5, like... It can. So many rules. Yeah, you've actually had to, like, it was hard to justify you just wanting to do something for the first story or for a villain or... Yeah. And I don't want to come across like I'm saying that I'm not the kind of person who will straight up, like, get into the mechanics. Because I like that, too. Mm-hmm. That's fun. But now, with my time, the amount of time that I have, 5th edition is <laughs> Let's nice. Let's look at one book. Because, exactly. <laughs> it's like, yes, one book, please. I think D&D has lost some of its flavor over the years. Compare the art, you'll see what I mean. Yeah, I like some of that old art from second edition. But what about Shadowrun? Didn't, co- didn't come into the picture for a little while. Probably the SNES game introduced me to it. Followed by the Genesis game, so good! And reading the Never Deal with the Dragon novel and its mm. two sequels. I recommend them. I've got them. I'm, I'm interested in that. I'll let you borrow them if you don't mind Dead Tree. Mm, it's hard to see. I don't have I don't have time to sit down and read books anymore. It's like audiobook on the way back and forth from work and running errands or if it doesn't GTFO. happen. Yep. I don't know if there are audiobooks of those. I hope there is. I know Sal, uh, a lot of the, like the Dritz books are now on audio. It yeah. took a long fucking time. Though. There's one that I think um, Ice T read, like a short <laughs> a D and D short story. <laughs> <laughs> More than likely, my first Shadowrun character was a human street samurai, as 99 percent of my Shadowrun characters are. There's a one at the bottom of this page, making me think there's another page, oh. but I don't see anything. He did put PPS, so I guess there's not. Just, just a regular a- automatic footer. What was the PPS? Uh, the what about Shadowrun? Oh, what about Shadowrun? I got you. Um, you know what? 
I've played so little Shadowrun tabletop. Like the only time I've played Shadowrun tabletop has been at Dragon Con. Yeah. And those are all one shot adventures. So like I don't have a it's deep hard to connection with mine. Yeah. Um I liked yours that you ran, the the cross dressing troll. Yeah. <laughs> that means Well she was a girl. It was a girl. Oh, it troll. was a girl. I didn't, a girl. I didn't yeah. realize no, that she was, was a girl troll. I played a girl troll. I gotcha. Betsy. I thought you were she liked, just... She liked Harlequin romance novels. And sundresses. <laughs> yeah. Because as soon as I said, I want to play a female troll, Jacob slapped down his character. She, fuck, he's going to win best role player this game. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Anna did. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad they don't. I don't like that. We've talked about that before. Yeah. I don't like that competitive element to the cooperative game. Yeah. I think it's dumb. No, I get that. Because Jacob and I got too into competing for whoever could walk away with the most. Yeah, I didn't want to play the with you guys. Peter, Peter Coins. Yeah. I did not want to play with <laughs> yeah. you guys that year because it was like every single game I played with you guys was just completely over the top. Like there could not <laughs> yeah. be a subtle moment in those games. <laughs> and I like to play subtle characters. Yeah. So it's like a guaranteed where it's like, well, I'm not, I'm never going to get a coin. And it's like... I guess I could just have to live with that. <laughs> <laughs> we quit though. <laughs> I still have mine the in my next desk con. though. <laughs> yeah, true. We quit because I didn't go this year. <laughs> oh, all right. That's pretty good. Yeah. You hear that, Dave? I do hear that. I am your bespectacled host, Dave, <laughs> and I hear what sounds like some kind of some kind of like cyberpunk train sled thing i hear the train from final fantasy 7 that uh um, okay that cloud kind of gets out of <laughs> Back the way flips of. off yeah, of. awkwardly <laughs> <laughs> just triangles in motion i know uh which i'm in stark contrast with the lavishly painted background <laughs> <laughs> uh which of course ushers in a segment uh that we like to call they read some wikipedia this is where we start actually talking about the game okay guys Fatal Fury, colon, King of Fighters, or as it's known in Japanese, Garo Densetsu Shukemi no Tatakai, uh, which translates to Legend of the Hungry Wolf, colon, The Battle of Destiny. Okay. They get the coolest fucking names. Like, how, mu- how much better of a name is... Legend of the Hungry Wolf, colon, the Battle of Destiny. Like, and we get Fatal Fury. Yeah. Which sound, which is like easily confused with Final Fight. Like, if you're not like yeah. deep into it, like. There's a lot of ways to confuse with the Final Fight. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it is a 1991 head to head fighting game released by SNK for the Neo Geo arcade and home platforms. Uh, it was SNK's first fighting game for the Neo Geo system and served as the inaugural game in their Fatal Fury series, uh, as well as the first game to depict the fictional King of Fighters tournament, uh, which became the basis for the later King of Fighters series. Uh, Many of SNK's mainstay characters include the Bogard brothers, Terry and Andy, their friend Joe Higashi, and their nemesis, Geese Howard. Uh, they all made their debut in this game. Um, all of that was specifically for uh, the Neo Geo. Mm-hmm. Now, this did have a Super Nintendo and a Genesis release. We are talking about the Genesis version, mm-hmm. which I did look up while we were doing intros, is the 12th game on Digital Trends' right. top 25 Genesis games. So the Genesis version was released in 1993. It was published by Sega in Japan and by Takara in North America. Uh, this version removes the characters of 
uh, I do not know how to pronounce this name. Here's a stab. Hua J and Billy Kane from the roster. Uh, Billy Billy Kane. Billy, yeah, I don't Billy, know how to Billy, pronounce this. Billy one. Billy Kane. <laughs> Billy Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they relegated these two characters that were in the Neo Geo version to background sprites um, into arenas, to two yeah. stages in the game. Um, so they have cameos, but they're not playable characters. Uh, instead, in the Genesis version, the player faces against the other two main characters during the course of the single player mode. So instead of fighting Billy Kane and Hua Jay, uh, you fight uh, the two other main characters that you didn't mm -hmm. choose to play as. Uh, this version allows both players to play as the CPU-controlled characters in the game's versus mode, uh, with Geese Howard available via a cheat code. So at least there's that. I mean, mm -hmm. at least there's that because you cannot play as you cannot play as any other character other than Terry, Andy, or Joe mm -hmm. in the the real version of this game. Yeah. Because this, apparently, like, the, okay, because the original, because the Neo Geo game is supposedly very, very good, and that this is, like, the worst port of I've, it. I have read that. I have not played all of the ports. I have played the yeah. arcade version in a Neo Geo cabinet. Um, obviously, it's better mm -hmm. than the Genesis version, but I'll be honest with you, if this is a bad port, all of the other Fatal Furies are exceptional ports. Because I, I mean, mm. obviously there's a difference. It's not as good, but yeah. I do feel like it's pretty damn good. I've seen much worse ports, Primal Rage, uh, <laughs> of other fighting games. Because this, because oh, I don't know, because I'd never, I vaguely remember the Bogard brothers just like being, just absorbing them like in the gaming ethos of people talking about them. I never really played these games. SNK is just like the, oh yeah, here that's a thing. Okay. Do you remember the Tadfog episode we recorded for Fatal Fury 2? With Jacob and Zach? With Jacob and Zach. Mm -hmm. That's an early episode yep. that I wanted to listen to before. <laughs> like, I wanted to revisit some of those points. <laughs> totally didn't listen to it. Oh, because what? That was... You, didn't you spend like five or six hours editing that episode because it was just oh, it was so bad. The all audio was really over bad. the place. Yeah, yeah, oh, right, yeah. And yeah, we had to cut a lot out. Zach got mm -hmm. drunk, and then Jacob got very like reprimanding of Zach, and it was just like... <laughs> Everywhere. So if you want to hear the final product, I will have a link to that episode in the show notes. I think it actually, it's nice because is that the only episode that we've had Zach and Jacob on at the same time? I think so. So you get to see how they interact. <laughs> you see that wonderful formula. <laughs> but, because I don't have a lot of experience with these games. I remember thinking Fatal Figure 2 for the SNES was okay. Yeah, I liked it. But like this game, I, I did not enjoy I'm not too surprised. I didn't expect you to enjoy this. It's how I mean, yeah, you're you're much more of a fighting game connoisseur than I am. Like I started out on Street Fighter 2. Yeah. Unless it's like like old other editions of D D, like Street Fighter 2 is my base, and that's a that's a high bar for any game of any era. Because Street Fighter 2 is amazing. Any particular version of Street Fighter 2? Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Okay. So right. The yeah. classic one for SNES. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, other than that, like, so I'm comparing this game to that the whole time I'm playing it. Yeah, that's tough. And that makes it... <laughs> that's tough. Makes it seem really bad by comparison. Um, okay, so let's compare it. I feel like that's a good... I mean, I feel like that's a good way to kind of talk about Fatal Fury is to compare it to another fighting game that probably more people are familiar with. Yeah. Um, 
Now, I also want everybody to keep in mind the gap of time between Fatal Fury and Street Fighter 2. I mean, there's a there's a gap of time there. Mm-hmm. Like, Fatal Fury is an early fighting game. Um, oh, so this came out before this any came, Street Fighter game? No, this came after Street Fighter 1. Okay. Um, but it came out... I'm going to go – I'm not going to – I don't know off the top of my head how many years it it came out before Street Fighter 2, but I think it came out before Street Fighter 2 by a pretty wide margin. Oh, then I'd say Street Fighter 2 definitely copied off of this game then. Well – Or took took its elements and made it better. I would say that too, but what's interesting about Fatal Fury is um, they took some of the elements from Street Fighter 1 uh, and, and pulled it into Fatal Fury. So there's this really – like weird uh, ancestral relationship mm-hmm. that these two franchises have with one another mm. because they're all borrowing from one another and there are tropes that you see mm-hmm. continue from one game to the mm-hmm. other kind of deal. Yeah. They're very, very, they're very similar like on the surface. When you kind of get down into the nitty gritty, SNK fighters are a lot more technical than Capcom fighters, if you can believe that. Okay. Um, I can I can believe it. Later, you're saying it. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> oh, I like I that. It. I like that. Um, man, you're, I'm like, <laughs> I feel like a Billy Mitchell or something. <laughs> so, like, um, as the Fatal Fury series kind of morphs into the King of Fighters, uh, it starts getting really technical with like, uh, like the jumping mechanics, where there's like several different kinds of jumps. There's not just a regular jump. There's like a half jump and stuff like that. Oh. Uh, so it gets super technical while um, sh- the Street Fighter series kind of, um, I'd say, kind of straddles the middle line between like SNK and then like Mortal Kombat or something like that. Okay, so I can see SNK as a real like it is a it is a hardcore fans. Yeah, game. it's tough for me to like even because like I picked up thirteen, I think it was thirteen on Steam. Uh, that game is fucking hard to not just like. Like the difficulty is not just hard; the learning curve is hard. Yeah. Um, because it's it's like when I sat down to play it, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna take me like maybe a few hours just to figure out how to play it before Ooh. I really even get into all the different characters." Yeah. Damn. Damn. And you know that, and that's also me. I'm kind of you know I'm kind of a little bit of like a I have some perfectionist tendencies mm-hmm. so it's like i you could jump right into it and play it but like i'm very with fighting games and very methodical where it's like mm-hmm. all right i'm gonna like learn the basics and then i'm gonna do training for an hour and then i'm gonna start playing uh cpu opponents in the lowest difficulty yeah, you, approach, you approach fighting games like a calm cool professional like yeah yeah I, I, i'll like, take that as a compliment you sit down like oh it's a fighting game you sit you have like a suit on your suitcase yeah. you sit down you open your suitcase you're gonna do business with this fighting game yeah which is why which is really interesting because like i love um smash brothers series but that's a different kind of game oh no, entirely me because that's more of like a it's i don't want this to come across the wrong way um, because I love I love Super Smash Brothers. I love that series, but that is a more fun game, I think, than like King of Fighters or even like Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Because it's like I feel like there are fun strategies and elements that you can exploit in Smash Brothers mm-hmm. that aren't oh, available yeah. in other fighters. I feel like other fighters are very much like 
this is a test of your abilities. And I feel like Smash Brothers is like, this can be a test of your abilities. It depends on how you play it. It yeah. depends on what kind of mode you're on. There's also a lot of fun modes that you can do, which is how we normally play it. Yeah. Which I like. Um, but man, I got on a weird fighting, <laughs> I got a weird fighting game tangent. It's Sorry thing, about man. that. It's your thing, man. It's your thing. You're good at I'd say it's one of your top, your top gaming abilities. It's probably, yeah. Like, as far as like <laughs> natural. Talent. Talent in a mm-hmm. video game, maybe. I do not think that I am a good... You're the, you're the Sasuke Uchiha fighting game. I do not think that <laughs> that is accurate. You flatter me. Thank you. It's a bowl popcorn, I guess, is the Kakashi Hatake of, of fighting wow. games. Wow. <laughs> you're, you're really good at saying those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've, I've watched Shippuden entirely in Japanese. <laughs> I feel like, you know, like when you're watching something that's subtitled and they say something in American... <laughs> American. <laughs> no, you got it right, man. Yeah. No, man, you got you. You spoke. You spoke right. <laughs> American English, <laughs> not the Queens. <laughs> no, there's no such thing as an American accent, man. It's just American. It's just, Eng- it's just English. It's just words. It's like when you're watching a Korean soap opera, like you do, and then all of a sudden you hear Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> but if if Street Fighter Two is like a like a, a big budget uh, studio movie, SK, SNK or F- Fatal Fury feels like a a B movie to me. I, they don't have the mass appeal that Street Fighter does. I can see the heart and the appeal and the cult the cult feel to it, but I didn't enjoy it. For to me, it felt like fi- Final Fight turned into a fighting game. Yeah, I think that's fair because I think that's kind of like where the roots of these of fighting games came from. Yeah, they came from these brawlers, and I mean, this was kind of a new this style, Fatal Fury and Street Fighter One. Uh, like these were these were big games, like because they were different, they were mm-hmm. radically different. There were fighting games. Like I've got very fond me- memories of playing. Um, Oh God, Kung Fu Championship. Is that the name of the game? Uh, the NES game with my dad where you're like guy in a white gi and guy in a red gi and you're fighting each other with like some very basic punches, kicks, mm-hmm. jump attacks, that kind of thing. But like Street Fighter 1 came out and it started implementing uh, command inputs. And like that, that changed the genre. And fighting games became really big in arcades, and meanwhile, brawlers continued to be uh, more popular on consoles. So I think there was this interesting divide, which of course doesn't exist anymore, uh, because arcades are super rare now. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think that it's interesting. I do think that like that is that's how the fighting genre kind of evolved. It, it very much went into this like special move input kind of route, um, and then just started building on top of that with combos and reversals and all all counters kinds of stuff like that. and yeah, all yeah. sorts of shit. Because this, I don't know. There's just something about it. and one. I think Terry Bogart is just fucking ridiculous looking. He does look like. <laughs> does he not look like a pizza delivery man? Yeah, with his red cap and his red jacket, like he looks he's like he's the white Kino from Turtles Two. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. He is. He is the white Kino. He but he has uh, luxurious long blonde uh-huh. hair. The because the because I played I played as Terry in this game and. Just the because you're playing through, I guess you're going through like the boroughs of a city, right? South, challenging people. I believe it's called Southside. <laughs> we have Southside, the same thing. And as you're playing through that, you get 
these cut scenes of geese like issuing these demands and wanting to know like who is fighting all of his men and winning, get some information on this guy, and these just these weird, very pared down cutscenes. It's Southtown, I'm sorry. Southtown. I needed to correct myself. That was bothering me. I had the Moby song stuck in my head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I don't even know if it's called Southside. It is Southside. Yeah, yep. got it. I'm right that on was, something tonight. That was one of Shake's jams in high school. Mine too. So, yeah, yeah, Shake and I should bond over that it's next true. time he's in America. God, you know, you know, he'd be like, "Yeah, man, let's listen to it. Let's go to the car and listen to it a hundred times." I'm down to do a bonus episode where we talk to Shake about Moby's Southside <laughs> or the whole play album. Fuck it, just or just Gwen Stefani in general. Yeah, man, I could talk about Gwen Stefani for a long time. She's good. She is her beauty is timeless. I'll put it that way. Okay, she does have the like she can do modern kind of pretty and fifties pinup like. Trade between the two. Yeah, she's pretty great. Like Christina Aguilera, who I really enjoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me too. Although she's I, a little dirty, she's a little, a little, a little dirtier. Yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. But can I? Can we? Can I just be real for a moment? Mm-hmm. Since we're talking about celebrity judges on on the uh, voice, on the voice, <laughs> um, can I tell you that? How how incredibly attractive is Alicia Keys? Like yeah. like like, yeah. I cannot watch an episode of The Voice without looking over at Nikki and being like, "Can you believe she looks like an <laughs> angel?" <laughs> and she's like not dressed up or anything. She's yeah, like she's just plain. Just, yeah, you're right. She's just like like it, no makeup on yeah, her hair. If she's just wearing done makeup. Yeah. It's very very like basic moderate. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, she looks great. Alicia Keys trigger it's it's triggers weird memories for me because all right high school girlfriend break up with high school girlfriend I date a girl named Alicia shortly get back Alicia with Stefani Alicia Ste- <laughs> it was very it was very weird Alicia Stefani Aguilera it was very weird <laughs> she was the perfect woman <laughs> <laughs> I get back with a high school girlfriend this is around the time that Alicia Keys comes on the scene she has the really popular Fallen I keep on falling and yeah you, you know and I really enjoyed that song well, a high school girlfriend would flip out anytime I listen to that song because the person who sings the song has the same name as the girl I dated for a month before oh, we wow. got back together. That's, so she would lose her shit about that's, it. That's a little disconcerting. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I know why you like that song. Yeah. Because about Alicia. Come on, sweet baby. <laughs> so, so anytime like, I see Alicia Keys, I'm just like, am I going to get in trouble? Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, that Keys. doesn't make it more exciting for you? <laughs> Oh, there was so, we just had so many dumb fights over shit like that. Well, so. I think that's everybody in high school. Uh-huh. Although, to be fair, I argued over dumb shit when I was sixteen, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, last episode, remember I said that I had a girlfriend who threatened to break up with me for going to see the Pokemon movie. So <laughs> that's just some regular high school bullshit. I feel like. You were in the middle of something yeah, very something, good to say, and then I interrupted about, you with South South well, I kept going. Southtown Moby. <laughs> Uh, and as you're playing through all those cutscenes, yes, that build up to like, Terry has to have his conversation, his confrontation with Geese, and it's just like, oh hey, I killed your dad ten years ago, and I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, okay, let's fight. You fight, and then Terry's like, okay, I did that thing my dad couldn't do. I guess I avenged him. I'm gonna get stronger. Like, yeah, what a you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah, it's the um. So the story is not what I would call good. <laughs> <laughs> But this is tough, man, because it's like 
I don't really have any invested nostalgia in this game because mm-hmm. I didn't play it as a kid. The first time I played this game was in and was in Flashback Arcade for the guy who dances Rhythm Master Rhythm Master Paul Korn's mm-hmm. birthday, which was not very long ago. Yeah, I mean, no. we're talking we're talking like months. Yeah, um, and that was the first time I played it because I saw it. I saw the Neo Geo cabinet, and I was like, "Oh, I wonder if they have Fatal Fury." I know that's coming up on the mm-hmm. on our list of episodes, uh, and I played it, and I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, this is this is dated. This is a yeah. dated game." And by that, I mean it's obvious. It's painfully obvious that it's it looks good to me. Like I honestly think it looks like it's on par. So as far as the art goes, I feel like it's on par with Street Fighter and Street Fighter Two because it's like this. I feel like the sprites are well animated. I feel like they're maybe not designed as well. Like I don't mm-hmm. feel like they're as iconic, like instantly iconic as some of the Street Fighter characters. Um, like all, to put, let me put it this way: all of the fighters in Fatal Fury, uh, with the exception of Raiden, look to me like second string street fighter characters yeah um the non-memorable street fighter characters Mm -hmm. um but i i still felt like it was designed well i feel like there's like the stages look really good even in the genesis version like there's a lot of animation in the background and i feel like that's I feel like I had that thought about Fatal Fury 2 for the SNES as well. Like it, the stages kind of feel alive and they change as well cuz like there's a there's like a an Asian inspired training area is one of the sections mm-hmm. in the city that you fight on and like it it changes from round to round. Like in round 1, it's the middle of the day. Round 2, it's nighttime. And if you make it to like a round 3 like as a tiebreaker cuz it's best 2 out of 3, all of a sudden it's raining. So I think that's cool that like okay, the environment yeah. changes and like every stage has that. And I think that's real that's like an attention to detail that easily could have just been pushed to the side. Yeah. So I like that. I like that it's almost like it's almost it's artistry. I know as like lame as it sounds mm-hmm. to say that, it's it's artistry because it's like someone felt like it was important to do that. Yeah. Um and to make this game a little bit better than than it could have been, like right out of the can. Um, but yeah, it is dated because it's like one of those things where it's, I'm used to playing a fighting game and having like some choices on who I get to play mm-hmm. as more than three choices. Cause that's all you have. Yeah. You have three choices in your fighter. I'm used to having, you know, at least six, uh, yeah. eight to 12, uh, or in some fighting games, <laughs> 40. <50. laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like I like that. I like I like variety in fighting games in the roster because it like adds so much playability on top of the game. I don't feel like Fatal Fury has that playability. Uh with just the just the the stock 3 characters. Yeah, cuz they cuz what they I remember like cuz they basically had to take that art the Neo Geo arcade and pare it down to 8 megs, which just like not enough megs. Yeah, not nearly enough. Not enough. No. And you can hear it also, and like the voice I modulation, the, I think the sound and the music and the sound, yeah, everything like that involving sound is bad. It's not. It's not great. Um, and like the modulation, it's really, really hard to hear what they're saying. Like, mm-hmm. like Terry's. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> Terry's. I swear he's got this. 
uh, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's like it's like a ground flare. Uh, and every time I, I can't remember what it's called because here's why I call it corned beef because every time he uses it, it sounds like he's saying corned beef. He's got that trucker hat on, like he, he really could be saying corned beef. I, and it was like it's weird because it's like I played this game. I didn't stream any of this game because I had to do a Windows update and like my fucking settings were all messed up until today. So I didn't stream it, but I did play this game for probably four to five hours, somewhere in that oh, range. Damn. I enjoyed it. And yeah. it's like I, I wanted to I wanted to continue playing it. When you sent me a message today saying that you were ready to record, um, I was very short in my responses because I was doing it like as I was fighting geese. Oh, I just thought I made you mad. No, no, you didn't. I was I was playing the game, and that's why I was like, oh, I'll be there. I'll believe in a minute um, because I was trying to beat this game. Give me a second, mom. Yeah. God, <laughs> I was. You, Let me then, save first. Yeah, you showed up to my house and turned turned my console off. <laughs> yeah, we'll call it a console. <laughs> so um, I I enjoyed it a lot, and I thought that there was a lot of. I thought this game was kind of difficult, and and I liked that. Mm-hmm. I, I and I think that it needs to be difficult because you only have three characters that you can choose to play as in the in the first player, mm, okay. the one player option. But then again, uh, maybe I thought it was, maybe I found it difficult because I'm not used to playing a fighter this old. Um, and it's got some mechanics that other fighters don't have. Like there are two lanes of combat. There's a foreground and a background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is, that is very different. I, I like that. I like it too, but I like it better in, uh, in later Fatal Fury games when you can change, when you can initiate the change. And Fatal Fury 1 it puts you, the player, at a disadvantage because you cannot initiate a lane change. The opponent can change from foreground to background or vice versa, and you can choose to follow them. Mm. But you can't, on your own, say, I'm going to go to the foreground and background. And that's a problem because it gives it gives the CPU an advantage because they can dodge your Huge projectiles yeah. that way, and you cannot. Or, or, I mean... Mm unless they happen to fire a projectile at you and then change a lane where you can follow them. But they, they're never going to do that because it doesn't make... That's not the most effective way yeah. for them to play. So they'll never do it. Mm. Man, I like getting real nerdy about this yeah. shit. Do you like it? <laughs> like, like It's just like, mm, just getting in there. Just, just, oh, talking, it just out. talking about a fighting game. Going balls deep. <laughs> Man. Hitting, the, hitting that fighting game cervix. I do feel like I do there. feel like I'm hitting the fighting game cervix right now. <laughs> I do. It's weird that you put it that Trademark. way. Trademark. Because that's yeah. <laughs> Next shirt. <laughs> Next podcast. We're, we're corn beefing that cervix. Oh, oh. <laughs> right after oops all goofs. Our next our next podcast is gonna be the podcast that hits the the, the podcasting cervix. <laughs> it's not really catchy. But you'll remember it. Yeah, <laughs> you'll re- at least remember that cervix. You'll is write. In the title. You'll write a strongly worded email yeah, about it, right. <laughs> or a mean tweet. <laughs> That's probably more likely. Um, I felt like the input commands in this game were weird. Um, there are some inputs that require diagonals, uh, like for instance, one of Joe's flying kicks. Is and apologies, I don't I don't have the special move the names memorized, but it like it's diagonal diagonal down left up right, and you have to do them, and it's very very weird because I'm not I've never really played a fighter where you deal with diagonals. They've always been like quarter circles, half circles, mm. full circles, or you know 
on the on the x and y axis where it's just like you just got don't worry dog just do just do horizontal vertical don't worry about the rest and i feel like this is kind of like laying the groundwork of snk being like we are making a technical fighter we are making a thing that is more difficult to play than street fighter that's okay. and that's only speculation that's a guess yeah, uh, probably they they have engineered the way to really just just really hit that fighting game cervix is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. King of that king of that cervix. Yeah. King of cervix. <laughs> <laughs> did you have any achievements for this game? Um, I did. Or anything else you want to talk about before we hit achievements? Uh-huh. Okay. There's a few. Go ahead. Uh, I'm get, I'm telling you, I'm getting in there deep. Mm-hmm. I'm getting there in there deep. I want to tell you some things you might not have known about Fatal Fury, Tyler. Okay. Um, something that I think is cool about this game that isn't replicated in um, other fighters that I've seen is the closer you are to your opponent when you hit them, the more damage you deal. I think that's wonderful. Oh, okay. I love that. Um, On the downside, uh, this game was so early that when you block, um, you block by pressing back, right? So in a lot of fighters, when you hit back, as long as your opponent isn't swinging near you, you walk backwards. But in Fatal Fury, if you're hitting back and your opponent is swinging anywhere on the screen, you immediately stop, lock, Ooh, shut them down, open okay. up shop. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of annoying because it like inhibits your mobility. Yeah. You get that flow going. That's right. Uh one more thing, and that I wish the Genesis version had. The arcade version, supposedly, I did not get to experience this myself. This is just something that I've researched online, so take this with whatever you will. Um, supposedly, there's a co-op mode to this game in the arcade version, the Neo Geo version, oh. where you and a friend can play the game together, and you just fight the opponents in the game. And then you get to the end of the game, and it's Double Dragon style. You have to fight each other. Mm, okay. And I think that is probably a lot of fun. Yeah. But I cannot imagine, like, that has to make the game so fucking easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's one of those, right, where it's like, well, I'll just stay on the left side, you stay on the right side, and we'll just relentlessly <laughs> beat this guy <laughs> until he's dead. Yeah. So that's it. Okay. That's it. Okay. Thank you for indulging my fighting game. No, I'm glad. I, I enjoy seeing you get very excited into this. It's fun. It's, you know, it's fun to play a game on this list and be like, damn, I would play more of that. Yeah. And I would. I would play more of this game. Like, no questions asked. I would play more of this game. Mm. And it actually makes me want to go back to Flashback Arcade and play the Neo Geo cabinet again and see, like, what I've learned. Has, does it translate? What is different? Why, yeah. why is this a bad port? Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Like, really get into the nitty gritty of, yeah. like... What are the what are the nuances of this port? Which is really geeky. <laughs> nah, it's fine. I do have some achievements. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> do you have some? I'll think of some. All right. I have a few. Here's my first achievement, Tyler. It is called Duck Duck Geese. Uh, and in order yeah. to unlock Duck Duck Geese, we didn't talk about any of the fucking fighters other than Terry. That's pretty much all we talked about. Yeah. We mentioned the others by name, but that's They're it. They're there, but... The boss is Geese, and he's totally like Steven Seagal. Like, like you know when Steven You're right. Seagal... You're right, he's 100% Steven Seagal. W- you remember when he like started putting on weight, and he was like, I'm just going to wear a kimono. <laughs> That's like Geese. Like, but, not, <laughs> but, not, but not 
but not plump. He's not, not heavy. Not heavy. He's just wearing that kimono just, casual. He's powerful with the American flag yeah, on the back. Yeah, I know. I'm glad <laughs> you noticed American that, too. <laughs> he's like Boy Scout Troop 0048. <laughs> the evil Boy Scouts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're the evil Boy Scouts. We let atheists in. <laughs> we make moves on our camp counselors. Yeah, right. <laughs> we seduce the scout leaders ourselves. <laughs> I want to see. We need to publish. Can do you think we could do a Kickstarter to raise money to produce um, an edgy Boy Scouts commercial? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, remember when we didn't let homosexuals in? Now we do. Play it loud. <laughs> we got to come up with. A, I, I just stole that from from Nintendo, but we got to come up with our own our own like catchy catchphrase. Suck that dick. Sucking that dick. <laughs> Got my dick sucking badge. <laughs> uh, so there is a back to my achievement, Duck Duck Geese. There is a character in this game named Duck King. Um, he's the Rat King's cousin. <laughs> he has a telepathic command you ever over seen ducks. A duck, have you ever seen a Duck King where like eight ducks just get twisted in their necks Ooh, all up together? They get their they get their corkscrew They're dicks all knotted up. Penises, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Duck King is like a punk rocker type, and with essentially he's got like one special move that I saw, and it's Blanca's spin forward attack. Mm. Um, he is a very easy opponent. I think he's probably the easiest opponent in the game. Uh, but to unlock Duck Duck Geese, what you have to do is play in the two player mode and use the cheat code to unlock geese. Then you have to beat your opponent as Duck. Then you have to beat your opponent as duck again, and then you have to beat your opponent as geese to unlock duck, duck, geese. Okay. <laughs> that's good. That, that's a big setup yeah. for not a great payoff. <laughs> Thanks for hanging in there with me, guys. <laughs> I uh, have a second achievement. You're going to like this one okay. because it's very crass. It's called yeah. Odd Job, more like Tongue Job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's like, hey, when I get to a point where it's like, yeah, I feel like this achievement's good enough. <laughs> Um, there is a another opponent in this game. Uh, his his he's called Tung T U N G. Uh, he is a small Asian man wearing green. He's Master pajamas. Roshi from Dragon Ball Z. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I can see that. I, I haven't watched a lot of Dragon Ball Z, but I'm familiar with. He's the perverted mentor. Uh-huh, right, Master Roshi has that muscular form that he can take, where he just grows. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't yep. know Master Roshi could do that. Because yep. yeah, that's exactly what Tung does. Um, I wonder which predates which. I bet Dragon Ball Z came out first. Yeah, yeah, because I feel uh, like that's a, that came out in the eighties, like the early Dragon Ball, and Dra- then, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. So, as far as I know, that it might even be like a a trope that I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I don't know if it's yeah. a trope that they're building on or what. But Tongue w- does just like you said. He will um, at some point in the fight transform into a Bobo, essentially mm-hmm. a Bobo with a Fu Manchu, <laughs> and he starts doing these like. What's the move where you put your arms out and jump up in the air and spin like a helicopter? That's a that's a there's a name for it's that. A classic right? classic fighting fighting move. Yeah, cyclone spin. I see Mike Tyson do it all the time. Double double hammer fist. I don't yeah. know. Um, I thought that you could drop some like wrestling knowledge because that, that like wrestlers can do that right where they like spin across. They jump up in the air, put their arms out in helicopter across the, from one side of the ring mm-hmm, to the other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Leva does that. I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen it. 
So uh, in order to unlock odd job, more like tongue job, uh, you need to defeat tongue uh, on the first try, which is impossible because I honestly think that he is the hardest the hardest mm, opponent in mm. the fucking game besides uh, geese. Uh, I burned so many credits on on that guy. It's yeah. it's crazy. Uh, and odd job, of course, because uh, as we all it's know from bullshit. Goldeneye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it, like this character, Tongue, I can't remember the rest of his name, so I'll just call him Tongue. He is, his hitbox is so small. Like he is one of those characters where it's like, you know, in like Marvel versus Capcom where it's like, uh, Servbot is banned. Because it's like impossible to hit Servbot. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Fatal Fury, in like a Fatal Fury tournament, I wouldn't be surprised where it's like, uh, you cannot play as that guy because all of your high attacks will miss, guaranteed. Ugh. The only way you can hit him with a high attack is if he happens to be jumping. So that is my second achievement. Okay. My third achievement, my third and last achievement, Tyler, is called My Name is Terry Bogard. You killed my father. <laughs> Prepare to die. <laughs> It's good. <laughs> and in order to unlock my name is Terry Bogard, you killed my father, prepare to die. Uh, you need to get to Geese. You don't actually have to beat Geese. You mm. just have to get to him. Uh, I unlocked this achievement because I never, I didn't beat Geese. I ran out of credits when I got oh, to him. Okay. Um, on normal difficulty, I, I'm not sure if I went to easy, if I could do it or not. Yeah. Um, I started on easy and tried, got to Geese, lost. This took me a little while. And then I finally got to the point where it's like, well, let me try it on normal just to kind of like experience what the game is like so I can kind of compare the two difficulty modes. Uh, and I got to Geese again. So I was like, well, I've, I've improved, okay. but I'm still not good enough to beat this game yet. Yeah. So there we mm. go. I uh, got achievement uh, Bow Robbed. Bow Robbed. And that is when you lose to the guy who looks like Balrog. I forget his yeah, name. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, his name is, I believe... It's either Michael Max or Max Michaels. <laughs> Both are choose your porn star name. <laughs> if uh, if I ever become an adult film star, I promise I will go by the name uh, so. Max Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, and then the other is um, Bogart Beef, and that is uh, you win back to back matches finishing with corned beef. Ah, all right, I like go. it, Tyler. Yes, Dave. I have surprisingly had a lot of fun tonight. Yeah. I thought that this Good. was going to be a complete bust. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I know it's going to be, I know it, I have mixed feelings like when I walk in and you're like, there's not a lot to say about this game because I'm always like, oh God, this is going to be a bad episode. <laughs> <laughs> but th but I'm glad that like, I'm, I, I, th I feel like it turned out okay. This is, this is in your wheelhouse strongly. So we talked about Moby. We talked about all of the girls on The Voice that we would like to kiss. Yep. Uh, we talked about a lot of fun things. Uh, but before we close it out, um, I, have some, I have some questions mm, for you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, the first of which, uh, Tyler, if you were to give this game a beard that sums up how you feel about it, what kind of beard would it be? Uh, I would have to give this uh, the beard, the, the blonde goatee of Phoebus. From the hunchback Phoebus of, and Foothead? Phoebus oh. and Foothead. <laughs> from the hunchback of Notre Dame to Electric Boogaloo. There is a second I didn't know there was a second horribly produced. Like you compare them side by side and you can tell like they put like oh that animation budget we had for the first one, you get ten percent of that. Because it looks terrible. And of course in the book Hunchback of Notre Dame, like it ends with Quasimodo and Esmeralda. The people find their skeletons entwined later because Quasimodo just like 
cuddles her dead body until he <laughs> dies and rots. Of course, the Disney movie, she chooses to be with Phoebus, and he's all happy for them. He's like, okay, you won't want, I get it. You don't, I wouldn't want to fuck me. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he has a real Silence of the Lambs moment. <laughs> Would you fuck me? No. I wouldn't. I get it. I get it. I do. It, it's pretty horrific in here. Foothead would though, but, <laughs> and in, in in Hunchback of Notre Dame too, yeah, he has to, like regular. he of course finds his love interest who loves him for who he is, and he's like really good friends with Esmeralda and Phoebus's son. Like no 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 no, this is like this Phoebus Junior. This is the worst like you know nice guys finish mm-hmm. last thing ever. Yeah. So no 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 no, I love you. No, I'm best friends with your son, sweet fine. baby Phoebus Junior. He's so, the best. so it's just sort of a for a uh, for an imitation for a pale imitation to me. So that's why I get it. I and I I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, a little bit of trivia. Did you know that the Hunchback of Notre Dame three uh, <laughs> actually just splices animation that they pull from Sleeping Beauty and the Robotech anime? <laughs> 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 Quasi motor. <laughs> Tyler. Yes, Dave. I have another question for you. Mm-hmm. If you were to give this game a pair of glasses, like I'm wearing now, mm-hmm. that sums up how you feel about it, what kind of glasses would you give it? Uh, I would give it your glasses. My glasses? Your analyzing. You're just looking around the room. Setting down for business. <laughs> I would give it a Fallout Boy bobblehead. On a top fall. of a green tea Kit Kat. Wait, 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 wait. I wanna re- let's rewind that. I said Fallout Boy. Did you say a Fallout Boy bobblehead? Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you own a Fallout Boy bobblehead? No. <laughs> <laughs> if those don't exist, they need to. I'm sure they do. Like one of the guy, that guy who got Jessica Simpson pregnant, surely he has a bobblehead. <laughs> do you remember, is Fallout Boy like, that's not even on the radar anymore, is it? No, it so is. Oh really? So really? Uh-huh, really? Uh-huh. I didn't know that because, like, when we were in college, like, I feel like that was—that's all I heard about from you, at least. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, in early college, I did. I really liked. I know, them. and like, we listened to some of that during D and D sessions. <laughs> because didn't we? I have recently seen them in concert. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Wait, how recently? Oh, uh, yesterday. Yes, yeah. <laughs> today. That's why I was. That's why I didn't get back to you until eight o'clock today. Today. No, a few months ago. Really? Uh-huh. I didn't know that. Yep. Nope. Brainy Jr. loves Fallout Boy. <laughs> were you, why, why are you sitting on this information? I feel like this is something you should have shared with me. So, no, so yeah. What, what, were you embarrassed? Melissa wanted what? to take her to... A little bit. Really? <laughs> a little bit. Really? Because it's just like... It's weird to see all these teenage girls like crazy for them. It's like, yeah. they are my age. Like, they're not just like a little older than you. Right. <laughs> They've been around since I was in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tyler, I just want to go on the record and say, I just want to take a moment and let you know that I'm not going to judge you mm-hmm. and, and the thousands mm-hmm. of our internet friends who listen to this. <laughs> that's right. I said thousands. Thousands. Uh, they are also, I don't feel like they're going to judge you. I mean, if they do, it's fine. Just kick, just kick it on Patreon and you can, you can judge and mock me all you want. But just Tyler. For a dollar a month. <laughs> just me. I'll get upset about it. <laughs> Tyler secretly will get upset about it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> You'll be a good sport, though. Yeah. You're always a good sport. <laughs> You're right. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Is it really like that, Dave? Is it really that bad? I'm just, I'm, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I don't know. 
Uh, but your uh, your business glasses. Oh, my business your glasses. Business glasses. I don't. But I don't have separate. If you're looking at the screen. It's if it's your eyes look different. Oh. It changes your Mako eyes. Oh, I come see. Out. They, <laughs> they turn on. Uh, man, your glasses that cast scan. Just Ooh. breaking down a breaking down a fighting game. That's what that's you know Google glasses failed because they didn't give you the scan ability from Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I would wear anything. I don't care what it looks like. It could look like um, a big old dong hanging off my forehead. <laughs> if I, a big old gonorrhea dong just dangling like I'm an art, like uh, an anglerfish, a deep sea anglerfish, <laughs> I would wear it if it gave me the ability to look at someone or something and discern its weaknesses and strengths. <laughs> See how many hit points it is, or in real world, how many punches it would take <laughs> to kill it. <laughs> um, how many times I have to hit that for its life to end? <laughs> Like just medium could do it for a long time. Punches, not haymakers. Yeah, just like hmm. I like that it's on a scale of punches and yeah. not like a deadly. I mean, punches are deadly, but like I feel like it'd be very boring if the anglerfish dong uh, told you, "Oh, just one bullet on this guy, <laughs> <laughs> just one, just just well aimed one bullet, bullet in his head." Uh, they'll That's do it. it. <laughs> Even match. <laughs> That's what I want. I want the Final Fantasy Eleven like check ability. Do you have a gun? Very easy. Right. Do you ha- do you not impossible Impos- gauge? Yeah. <laughs> uh Tyler. Yes, Dave. I've got another question for you. Yeah. How many? Uh eleven. Okay. Here's the first of those eleven. I want to know how much this game is on Amazon. If you were to buy it right now, used for the Sega Genesis on Amazon, how much do you think you would pay for it? Mm. See, the, I bet the American, I bet the, the Japanese, the Famicom, or the Master, Mega, what was in? The Mega Drive? Mega Drive was in Japan. The that the Mega Drive version, I bet, is a lot more expensive. For this one, I'll say $9. Tyler. Actually, I don't know what I said about Mega Drive is accurate, but we'll just roll with it. I mean, I know it's the Mega Drive in Europe. Right. I don't know if it's Japan or Yeah, not. I don't either. That's I feel like that's a thing that I yeah. should know because I co-host this podcast, <laughs> but I don't know it. Uh, Tyler, actual... Retail value of Fatal Fury used for the Sega Genesis at the time of this recording on Amazon. I like to mix my words up sometimes. <laughs> is three dollars and ninety nine cents. Man, but to be fair, there are a lot of listings for this game, and three ninety nine is the cheapest. Mm. I've, it goes up to like the eighty dollar mark. Okay. So and there's a wide. It could just be a black cartridge with f- uh, Final Fight or Fatal Fury written on it, and like. What's the white stuff? White out. White out. What's Cocaine. that white stuff? Cocaine. <laughs> Cocaine and cum just spread out. <laughs> Fatal Fury. You don't want to mix those. Do $120. Yeah, you don't want to mix those. <laughs> they frown upon that cartridge in the sperm banks <laughs> and the cartels, amazingly <laughs> enough. It's the one that Ben Diagram crosses. Tyler, I have 10 more questions for you. Mm-hmm. Would you mind taking a little bit of a quiz? Let's do it. This quiz is called. Fatal or Fury? The title's a little misleading because I uh, I, I don't want Beatles. You, it's, <laughs> it's about the Beatles. These are, <laughs> I, I have organized 10 John Lennon questions for you, Tyler. The name of the quiz is Fatal or Fury. Um, okay, so the answer isn't going to be Fatal or Fury. It's mm-hmm. not binary. It's going to be the answer will have either Fatal or Fury in the in the answer. Uh, okay. One of the words in the answer. Okay. 
Tyler, and you know how I like to do. I don't like to actually do questions. I'm going to read you a statement. Okay, good. That's how I quiz. Yo. Good. Statement one. A 2015 film about a high-speed chase in the post-apocalyptic wasteland. Mad Max Fury Road. Nailed it. Question two, Tyler. You're doing very good. I'm very proud of you right now. A 1987 film known specifically for a scene involving a boiling rabbit. Fatal Attraction. Fatal Attraction, correct. Question three, Tyler. A 2015 English-language Swedish martial arts film, which was written, directed by, and stars David Sandberg, and was crowd, it was famously crowdfunded through Kickstarter. Kung Fury. Kung Fury. Nailed it. Doing good. Three for three. Tyler, statement four. A series of video games set in 1980s Japan. Fatal Frame. Fatal Frame. I didn't even get to finish the statement. Uh, all right. Statement five. <laughs> this is yeah. this is where you hit Sagat. Yeah, <laughs> you've unlocked the difficulty <laughs> mode. No, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. This one, I felt as I was writing this one, I was like, Tyler might get this. <laughs> Statement five: Bruce Lee's first major motion picture, and this is the title, the American title, Fury of the Dragon. That is a good. That is a very good guess. Uh, you're right on the Fury side. Mm-hmm. It is Fists of Fury. Fists of Fury. And I learned something today. They mixed up his... You know how, like, there's this weird, like, well, here in America, it's Final Fantasy three, but in Japan, it's Final Fantasy VI. Uh, and it's like M. Bison and Balrog getting switched mm-hmm. around in Street Fighter. There, That happened with Bruce Lee movies. Um, the first, His first release, uh, they were going to call Fist of Fury. And the second one, they were going to call Fists of Fury. <laughs> but they done fucked up here in America and called the first movie Fists of Fury. So When you said Final Fantasy VI, for some reason I heard Final Fantasy Sticks, and Ooh. I was picturing the band Sticks <laughs> as the characters in Final Fantasy. I would play that. <laughs> I would go to that concert. <laughs> Tyler, statement six. Mm-hmm. This is the name for a. This is the term for a stock character of of a mysterious and seductive woman who charms and snares her lovers, often leading them into compromising, dangerous, and I wrote dealy situations, but I meant deadly. <laughs> Femme fatale. Femme fatale. Very good. Question statement seven, Tyler. This is an error that causes a program to abort and may return the user to the operating system. Data that the program was processing might be lost. Fatal error? Fatal error or fatal execution error, yes. Statement eight, Tyler, you're doing very good. So proud of you today. So proud of you. Thank you. It's doing much better than I did on the last (laughs) quiz you gave me, Andrew. It's a little bit easier. And I didn't. You didn't probably didn't make it in four minutes before the show started. I, did, I spent. I spent. I labored on this. <laughs> I actually crafted this quiz specifically. <laughs> Statement eight, Tyler. This character first appeared in 1963 alongside his Howling Commandos. Nick Fury. Nick Fury. Very good. Question. Statement Is number like fatal nine. Bob? Fatal no. Bob. Fatal Bob. The other way. <laughs> Oh man. Uh question nine. This is an easy one. This is this is a softball. This is what often pre- prevents a tragic hero from succeeding. A fatal flaw. A fatal flaw. Very good. Last 
question slash statement number 10. A 2007 sports comedy movie featuring actors such as Christopher Walken and George Lopez. Balls of Fury. Balls of Fury. The ping pong movie. Yep. Yeah. Damn near perfect <laughs> score, dude. You got a 90%. Yeah. Uh, and I would even say 95%. Give you half credit on uh, Fists of Fury because you used Fury, Fury. in that. Mm-mm. That was good. good. I enjoyed that. that was well good. done. I hope all our listeners enjoyed it. Well crafted. Yeah, I hope they got to play along. I'm surprised at movie questions because normally that's... Like, I don't know what... I don't know what's going on with movies. So I could have chosen some very, very, very obscure movies that have mm-hmm. like that. I shouldn't say very like Caged Fury. Like that is a movie I've heard of before, no, really but it. I never would have got like if I were given a quiz. You can you better fucking believe that um, I'm not opening that suitcase. I'm not winning the money. I'm gonna have to use a lifeline. I'm gonna get whammied, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Just gonna combine all the game shows. I know. I was trying really hard. I was what I was trying to do was like work in a Scrabble one. Like I will definitely not get a triple word score. Because <laughs> I was just, I was I was waiting for a finishing move in Mortal Kombat, a fatality. <laughs> Here's what's great. I had that as a question on the quiz and then removed it because I was like, I feel like this quiz is already pretty like. I mean, it's not. Easy, but it's like it's doable. Mm-hmm. I don't want to like have a super softball. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I want Fatal Flaw to be the easiest question in this quiz. <laughs> um, speaking of the Scrabble game show, can I just tell you that that game show has probably the best theme song in game show history? Oh, okay. I'll have a link to that yeah, theme I don't in know the show it. notes. Well, it goes like this, Tyler. Uh huh. Da 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 Oh. Okay. You're right. Okay. Now I do remember it. You're good. And then right. it repeats that and then it goes da 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 da. <laughs> and that's it. It's very simple. Yeah. Very simple. That's how that's, I like that's my game show beautiful. Themes. Yeah. I also like it when the whammy goes <laughs> <laughs> If I could if anyone out there listening is an animator, this is not a joke. I swear to you, this is not a joke. If you're an animator and could animate me a couple like whammies as a get in gift form that I could use on the Twitch stream, I swear to you, I will just name your fucking price. I'm not. I'm not joking. I had the idea the other day. I was day. hoping is a little version of you reenacting all the whammies. Oh, there's so the many show. though. There's so many. Okay, a little. That version was somebody's of me. job just to come up with whammy scenes. I know, and I used to know his name, uh, but uh-huh. I forgot it. Um, if, seriously though, this is a serious request. I will pay you money if if somebody can do that for me. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. It's worth Patreon money. No, it'll be for my own personal funds. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to put the burden on on the show. It's okay. It's, it makes it's Twitch. It's for the show. It makes it better. People would tune in for your whammies. I like to think so. Yeah. Yeah. My massive whammies. <laughs> my banging whammies. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, I think that's it for me. Okay. Thanks for uh, indulging me. No, thank you. That was that you put effort in that. It was good. I, I yeah, I did. Thank you. Thank you for noticing, senpai. <laughs> You're my senpai. Dave. You got that. You got we're, that backwards. We're dual senpai. <laughs> we have. We're in a dual. We're in the body relationship. <laughs> Try to get each other to notice each other. Uh-huh. Yeah. Constantly. It's how we live. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. So don't miss the next episode. 
I think that will have to be Halloween's episode. Where we specifically talk about Halloween by Dave Matthews. Uh-huh. We're going to do it for as long as we can. I hear that's rare. We hope. He hardly ever plays it. I don't know if that's changed, but when I was in college, yeah, it was yeah. it was a rare one. I have heard it. Yeah. And not as many times as Taryn, who's probably heard it like 700 times. <laughs> <laughs> not an exaggeration. No, yeah, you're right. <laughs> So uh, uh, you were talking about Halloween, so that means the next one will probably be Five Nights, Five Nights at Freddy's? Freddy's. Yep. Okay. I will stream that. I feel bad for uh, not streaming Fatal Fury. Yeah. Um, and I might go back because I kind of want to play it. I might go back and do it anyway. Just to beat it. Just for funsies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe if I get those whammies, if I get those uh, whammies quick, I'll do it sooner. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. So we're doing that next. Uh, hey. You hey. know what helps us? Oh, not me. Then. Reviews. Yeah. Well, hey, you too. Oh, yeah. I mean, because we both left five-star reviews already. So. I have left a review on my own podcast. <laughs> uh-huh, Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, iTunes is the biggest place. So if you want to help us out, go to iTunes, find uh, find Tadpog, give us a five-star rating, write a review. It helps. It's good. Uh, you can also find our T-shirt on Amazon. Type in Tadpog. Get the blue one. Get the blue That's one, the with, real one with all the five-star reviews. Mm-hmm. Avoid the bootleg one-star piece of shit mm-hmm. shirt. So yeah, you can express it there. We have Facebook, we have Twitter if you want to get in touch with us. So if there's a game you want us to play, you have a Patreon request, you know, whatever. Just get in touch with us and whatever you ask. We'll get to that eventually. eventually. Don't worry, guys. Like Tyler said, we're going to be back. We're going to be talking about Five Nights at Freddy's. In the meantime, you can always find us at tadpog.com. That's where the show notes live. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash tadpog. There's a lot of cool people there doing a lot of cool shit. Um, I have been kind of not super active on Facebook recently, but I'm going to try to get back into it. I was mm-hmm. doing good for a while, and then what happens is real life kind of catches up, and mm-hmm. I got to deal with shit in, in the meat space, and I kind of have to like make a little detour and go around Facebook for just a little Man, bit. you said meat space. My mind went, oh, there's, there's, a joke there. there's a joke there. There's a joke there. Yeah, vagina, meat space. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can also find us on Twitter. We are at Tadpog underscore podcast. It's cumbersome, I realize. Uh, big ups. That's the thing I'm going to start saying again. Big ups. And I say again, but I've probably only said it like three times in my life. <laughs> Big ups to everybody it's on getting better Twitter. every time. Now, I'm more confident. <laughs> every time I say it, you look at me like you don't break eye contact. Oh. So it's like, oh, I feel good about it. Oh, so, so big ups <laughs> to our friends on Twitter uh, who are retweeting us, especially our episode announcements because, hey, those help spread the word mm-hmm. and we want to spread the word. Um, we I haven't talked to you about this, Tyler, but um, uh, Kid Chameleon did really well. Um, hmm. Yeah, it did really well, and I attribute it to our wonderful listeners who fucking share our show. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's amazing. Guys, thank you so much. So I'm glad it did well, and Drew's D's or GTFO got... Got, oh, maximum got exposure. Out. Maximum exposure. Oh, because that was a fun That was a fun little thing when Bailey like had to comment on the post, telling In Drew Facebook, to fuck off. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was good. And then Phil like, had to chime in, you should say 10 inches or get the fuck yeah, up. <laughs> I like Bailey's emojis. And you know what? Maybe we need, I'm just saying, maybe we need to get Drew on here for every episode. Maybe we get our lessons up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, okay. so Drew, here's your, here's your open invitation. <laughs> uh, Bailey, your episode did okay too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I guess really he's winning so far. Yeah, I mean, if we were to like, if we were to declare a whammy, <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. I love you, um, but I'm but I am ten inches or something. <laughs> Get the fuck in. Yeah, uh, I like to take a moment. I like to take a break from this very weird thing mm-hmm. that I just said, uh-huh. where I lied about my penis, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, I'd like to thank some people allegedly. who have allegedly <laughs> who have recently donated on our Patreon. I would like to thank Douglas from Better Made for upping his donation uh, significantly. I would say uh, I would also like to thank Exalted Lord Micah Purdue, aka Micah Purdue, uh, for upping his pledge. Dude, thank you. We appreciate it. Um, if you want to join in on all the on all the spending money fun, <laughs> you can do so at patreon.com slash tadpog. Uh, it will fund the penis surgery that I desperately need uh, to not GTFO <laughs> the next time we're on Hops and Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> next on the podcast, it's just Bailey by herself <laughs> talking. <laughs> I defy her to show me her 10-inch penis. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I also want to thank um, I want to thank Mike H uh, because he sent me an email um, sharing what he says one of the worst animes he's ever seen. I agree. I have seen this. It's worth mentioning. I think I might have brought it up in Fatal Fury 2. I definitely remember watching it. There is a Fatal Fury Legend of the Hungry Wolf anime. Uh, it is horrible. It is very, very bad. When he says that it is one of the worst animes that he's seen i kind of have to agree with him um it's it's very bad so link to that in the show notes go watch it yeah enjoy yourself he also shares a uh, fatal fury motion picture which i did not know existed that will also be in the show notes uh at tadpog.com uh i also need to take a moment to thank uh douglas randolph Mm -hmm. for two reasons Reason one, he is going to uh, a con called GDEX, uh, which I was, I went to the website. It looks like a lot of fun. Uh, I would love to go to that if I didn't, um, you know, have the real life things that I have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, he offered to hand out Tadpog cards. So awesome. that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Douglas. We appreciate it. We also love having multiple Dougs uh, who listen to the show, yeah. which is why I have to use your last name. <laughs> um, second best thing about that. And uh, Douglas, if you're listening to this and you haven't received the cards that I sent you yet and you don't want spoilers, you skip ahead. Warning, just spoiler warning specifically for Douglas. And you know which Douglas you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to... I, go ahead, skip ahead. You, you skipped? Okay, great. Okay, by now he's probably listening, man. But I got to send Douglas my garbage uh, because I sent the cards in a box that... Um, the cards were loose in there. And I was like, I can't have loose cards. I got to like pack it with something to keep the cards from flopping around in the box. So I took the two bags that I had in my car, a McDonald's bag and a Taco John's bag, yeah. just yanked them right off the back of the floorboard, crumpled them up, crammed them down in the box, <laughs> taped it up. And I was like, I was, I was so like, <laughs> full of glee as I taped it up because it was like, send somebody my garbage. <laughs> Literally, garbage. Like, n- there's no, absolutely no value to the the, the bags or the cards. Because <laughs> I just, the way you did it, it was like blue cl- blues clues to me. <laughs> Sending somebody my garbage. Sending somebody my garbage. Sending somebody my garbage. Because they like my pocket. (laughs) Uh, So, Douglas, thank you. We appreciate it. 
Yeah. Uh, if you want to send us something, if you have a letter, if you have games, if you have food, good or bad, whatever. We love we love having it and doing that for intros and having response from fans. I love postcards. I got this huge postcard boner. I'm fucking loving it. It's amazing. Please. Send us your boner postcards. Send, yep. Yep. Please. <laughs> it's just, just, just go take a picture of your penis. Ooh. Go to Walmart. Get it developed and send that like it's a postcard. Did just it, put a stamp on the front of it and just try to send it through the mail. But have you seen the sign at Walmart, though? That says 10 inches or GTFO. If, oh, if your wiener is oh, not 10 damn. inches or above, it's like the reverse of the express checkout. <laughs> um, there's a specific line in the Walmart photo center that says 10 inches and up, uh, where you just get right on in there. And they have a yardstick. They will check. They definitely <laughs> will check. Don't don't try to fool them like I did. Don't push it down no. or, or try to lose weight or like trim your pews back really short. Like, no, it's not, check. Yeah, it's not going to work. And they also don't measure balls to tip. They measure... Bottom of shaft to tip. Yeah. There's a, there's a difference. There is. There's a hypotenuse involved. <laughs> <laughs> See, if you need to send this, please send it to Tadbog Studios, care of Nicole Nance, uh, P.O. Box 3785, Paducah, Kentucky, 42002. We also have an Instagram, Tadbog underscore podcast. Yeah. pictures up there. The Shutter Run poster will be up there. Yeah. So. We're on Twitch. Just search for Tadbog on Twitch. You'll find us. Uh, sometimes I stream games. I've been trying to do it regularly, but shame awesome. on me. I, I know. I, I applaud you. It's awesome. Uh, and then we're streaming a D&D game on Saturdays yeah, at 9 Central. Yes. So check that out if you are into that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Our things on the moves, let's get more drive. Look at that track on the show notes at tapbog.com. Mm-hmm. Hey, you want to close this out, Dave? Um, I want to close it out like uh, Duck King. Okay. Um, which could be could be the Rat King's cousin, but it also could be um, a shoot off of Burger King, where they exclusively sell duck based products. Food I'm, products. I'm down. I or like a guy that. who's always crouching. Ooh, yeah. yeah. I like. Ooh, I like that too. The Duck King. <laughs> that dude is the king of ducking. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, all right. Okay. Or maybe it's like uh, a heating, uh, heating and air guy. He's really good at ducting. The duck the king, duct yeah, king, right. <laughs> hey, remember when we were dads? <laughs> yeah. Remember when we did dad things at the end of our show? <laughs> and we're really pleased with ourselves about I it. I know. We're so, Tyler. We're so bad. We're so bad. We're cards. Yeah. <laughs> remember when we cut up at the end of our episode? Uh, so let's like like uh, one of those versions. Tyler, I have a, I have a question for you. Uh-huh, it's very important. Uh-huh. Would you rather fight one king-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized kings? A hundred duck-sized kings. I feel like that's probably the answer. But yeah. but think about it this. It'd be like a bunch of serve bots, though. I, but the, yeah, <laughs> think about it this way: a hundred kings. That's a lot of money. They got a lot of resources. Mm. They can call in like probably probably an airstrike. Yeah, or buy a gun. Yeah, but then they, how would they operate? They'd have it? to all work together. It'd be like Bruce uh-huh. Campbell when he fought all the, the little the little ashes in uh-huh. uh, Army of Darkness. Nice pull. Yeah. <laughs> nice pull. Uh, all right. So until next time. Tropical Capricorn! That's how we went literal duck. Yeah, I know. We both did. And not like even a particular duck, just like the most generic duck uh-huh. we possibly can imagine. If this podcast had whammies, one of them would have gone across the screen, <laughs> I feel like. Do you have a dramatic reading? Nope. <laughs>
No. No. That's okay. Uh, I thought of one I wanted to do, then I forgot about it. I forgot what song um, it was. Living La Vida Loca. That'd be good, too. <laughs>